Harness Racing, Victoria Wide. RSN 927 is Talking Trots. Good morning, you're listening to RSN 927. This is Talking Trots and it is the last weekend of June, the last Saturday in June. And what does that mean, Blake Redden? It means that it's Vic Bread Super Series semi-final night. Yes, and it's preliminary final weekend, so to speak. I reckon I'm going to start the good form little diatribe that we do at the top saying, I reckon if you did a family feud type, you know, uh, survey, quiz, a number of respondents would say this is their favourite weekend of Victorian harness racing. And it sounds funny because it's not Hunter Cup night, it's not an Inter Dominion final, it's not even a finals night, but... Semi-final night of the Vic Bread Super Series, much like semi-final night of the Breeders' Crown, is when you get to see all the good horses go around age-restricted-wise. And a couple of good ones are going to get culled as a process of what happens at Tabcor Park tonight. But it's all on display. Every single race is a cracker. And I'll tell you what, it's a different type of Vic Bread Super Series semi-final night because there are pretty dominant favourites in most of the races, but I'm not sure they're over the line the way they are in uh, in traditional years, so to speak. Yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting. We will go through those. I think we're just going to throw out the rundown, aren't we, and uh, and just chat through the 12 semi-finals because it'll take us a while to get through all of those. Before we do, though, we'll take a break midway through the the preview. Six and I guess, six. But six, 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 like the footy these days. I don't mind that. Maybe maybe uh, seven and five. We'll see. But I like I like your thinking. Okay. We'll try and uh, rip through. But we should just mention before we start. Um, I think one of the stories of the week, Jason Lee with um, Tony Chisholm passing away and also his uncle, I think the day of the races when Tarang was on during the week, he drove four winners, including Batman Barry for uh, for Tony Chisholm. So that was obviously a really emotional night and uh, and great to see Jason Lee in such good form. Yeah, a very sad loss for the industry losing Tony Chisholm. But Jason Lee uh, on several platforms, it was great to see him, uh, I guess, open up and, and share a side of himself that... People uh, within the industry would know, but a little bit more broadly, getting to know Jason Lee a little bit more, and there was no doubt that his emotions were on display, and that's what we love about sports. So, um, tragic circumstances, but great to see Jason Lee rise to the occasion, and I'll tell you what, it'll be a week that he won't uh, he won't forget for the rest of his life. All right, race one on the card at Tabcor Park, Melton tonight, goes at 4.58pm. It's the Art Major Vic Bread Super Series two-year-old Phillies first semi-final We've got a short price favourite here, Majita, $1.35 fixed odds with Tab just ahead of Alice Kate, $6.50. Amelia Rose, interesting runner at $8, and they're the only horses in single figures. We've got a few of these sort of situations. Uh, we spoke to Emma Stewart, obviously, last week on this show, I reckon it was, and, um, you know, she told us who she rated highest in all the various divisions. Now, Amelia Rose was her tip for the final. It's drawn seven here, so you kind of look at the price and think, well, that seems attractive, but... And here's the caveat that Majita has drawn so much better than Amelia Rose. It, it, look, if you had to rate them one, two, three, four, and rank the very best performances at the heat phase of this series uh, for the freshman fillies, it would be hard to argue that Majita's wasn't the best of every performance. Sat parked outside Stable Madata Meaty, ran fantastic time, slick last half, soft in the finish, gets the draw tonight, isn't a brilliant beginner, but will have the speed to lead. And once she leads, it's going to take a Herculean performance to beat her. So while $1.35 seems very short, I marked around the $1.60 mark, it's also impossible for me to tip against her. I think you're going to be a little bit more querying of whether she should be quite so dominant in the market. I actually threw Alice Kane for second. She She's just, you know what you're going to get kind of two-year-old filly. She doesn't 
vary her performances very much at all, regardless of the role she has to play. I think she rolls forward in a race where I don't think there'll be a lot of curry through the middle stages. She might be outside the leader, Alice Kay, and I expect her to finish in the top three. And Amelia Rose is obviously the other key runner. I'm not sure what Amanda Turnbull does at the start. Probably has to roll forward. I wouldn't be surprised if it even pressed on and went in front of Alice Kay for a period before Alice Kay then went and gave cover to Amelia Rose, but that's really neither here nor there. They are the top three runners in the race. And the other ones I expect to qualify are Real and Spectacular, who has really impressed me in two uh, Victorian runs for Grant Kelly and Terry Kelly, and uh, Summertime. Uh, look, the third was okay. Draws awkwardly here and is probably going to have to follow the pegs, but should be qualifying for the final and is worth throwing in an exotics. And the other critical runner is the, Sw- the West Australian, the Sandgraper. Ask me, I'll tell you. Um, I think basically they are the six that should qualify, but I reckon there's only... One to three winning chances, and Majita should be getting the job done from the top end. My numbers are two, six, seven, and nine. Your contribution? Yeah, I went very similarly. Two, seven, six, and nine. Uh, not much to add. I did speak to Zach Phillips during the week, though, and he sort of half floated the idea that maybe um, tonight's the night to push the button with Alice K. He thinks she has some gate speed, so uh, he didn't commit to it. No, not uh, not anywhere near it, but certainly an option for for her early doors. But uh, I think played as it lies. Race one, race two on the card. Always be Mickey Vicbred Super Series for the two-year-old Colts and Geldings. This is the first semi-final, obviously being race two on the card, um, and we've got again a short price favourite. Miragon's a dollar sixty-five, just ahead of the Tiger Army at three eighty, and Beale Street's been five dollars into four forty. Uh, the Tiger Army looks the clear class off the front row. Does he roll to the lead? Uh, I guess the lead very easily, and for those who. Uh for those who are supporting the Tiger Army, that's the thing you can hang your hat on. Is it's a it's a front line where I don't think anything will be have any interest whatsoever in holding the Tiger Army yet. I, I know you're floating the concept that you think, or well, you were early in the week, that the Tiger Army would lead and keep the lead if he found the front, which he will find the front. I'm more thinking that he, if the pressure was really brought to bear from a Miragon or a Beale Street, he might hand up mid race. Um, I really think there's only two winning chances, and I don't think the Tiger Army is one of them. I think it's between Beale Street and Miragon. They're both qualification winners. Miragon's the professional one, and really the benchmark two-year-old Colton Gelding in this series, you would have thought. But Beale Street's got that raw ability. He's big. He's strong. Gate eight's awful. But everyone seems to think that Miragon's just going to stay in front of Beale Street. But if Beale Street just pushes off and gets one off the fence very quickly, and Miragon just floats out... Um, Beale Street might be able to stay in front of Miragon, and I could see Chris Alford then making a very dramatic move up to try and challenge the Tiger Army, even if he doesn't get the front. If he gets to the breeze first and then gets cover from Miragon, uh, he can definitely win the race. I'm going with Miragon, but only very narrowly. I marked them $2 and two eighty to be honest. The Tiger Army goes in for third for all the reasons we've just mentioned, but... You know, that second, I know it was a conservative uh, approach they took in the, in the heat, but the second behind pandering, it would want to improve significantly on that to be beating um, better horses than pandering, in my opinion, in Beale Street and Miragon. And the other critical runners, Forever Yin was terrific. Flew home in its qualifier for the series. I know you did the the form comments uh, for every single runner in the semifinals, which is, in the heats, which was a massive job, and I'm sure you would have been impressed with what you saw from Forever Yin. And look, the other one I think will um, certainly qualify and goes into exotics for mine is Sahara Sirocco, and that's where it ends, 12, 80, 7 and 11 for me. Yeah, very similar again, 12, 7, 8 and 10. I think Miragon's an all-time moral here, I think. Uh, even if Beale Street led, he'd, uh, he'd monster him. So He'd monster Beale Street? Yep, I believe so. Ooh. 
That's uh, that's my assessment of it. Race three on the card, Art Major Big Bread Super Series for the two-year-old fillies. This is the second division, and uh, again we've got a pretty tight market here at the top end. Gemstones two thirty, Treasures two seventy, and been well back during the week. And Artemides three twenty. They're the three uh, horses under sort of twenty to one. Um, what happens early? Artemides led her heat. Gemstones drawn wide. How do they play out? I reckon this is one of those situations. Now we often see Emma Stewart's runners. It's um, it's take no prisoners out there, and there are no no quarters given, no favours offered. But I do think this is a situation. Artemides wasn't as good leading last start in a qualifier for this series. I reckon Artemides does find the front, but will hand up to Gemstone. Gemstone finds the front. Nobody's going to resist Treasure when she comes around looking for the Breeze. The three big guns occupy the three most prominent positions in transit, leader, Breeze, trail. Um, And I just think that Treasure is better than the other two. I think she's just a class runner, and I think what she'll do is put them to the sword at some point and use her class to overwhelm them in the concluding stages. So I can understand why she's been well-backed. I think she'll sit parked. I think she'll just get the better of... Gemstone and Artemidi, I, I can't really separate those two. I think Artemidi will be better off a sit, um, but Gemstone will have the advantage of being in front, which is uh, worth its weight in gold in a race like this. And to be honest, <clears throat> you can nearly box up... I ne- you never have boxed three-horse trifectas these days. I mean, many years since I've had one, but I reckon this is an opportunity where I don't think anything else can run top three apart from those three. I threw in Power of Faith for Mario Adad for fourth, but I quite like Cousin Lindell's debut performance. Um, our Southern Star's got ability. Vouchers has got some talent as well, but uh, thirteen six three and two, and the way you were nodding, I reckon you were treasure as well. Oh, very similar. Thirteen six three and four. Couldn't agree more. I wouldn't be surprised if she started favourite, and she's nearly as good a thing as Miragon. So it's a nice way to kick off the card. I think Kezamak might be the best of the rest for fourth at massive odds, but um, yeah, they should dominate that trio. Is she the the um, daughter of Glenfrey Shuffle. She certainly is. Yeah, by well said. Race four on the card is the ultimate Machete Vic Bread Super Series four year old mare's first semi final. Now, the speed map is going to be very interesting here because Pistol Abby's drawn the pole sixty. I know you were doing plenty of work on this during the week to work out where she'd land in transit. Major occasion, 440. Nostra Beach, 750. Frankincense, $8. How did you end up settling? All right, so in a straight line, I reckon Nostra Beach is faster than Pistol Abby off the gate. Frankincense is faster. Abby Fields is even faster, probably. Macy Jade's definitely faster. But what will actually happen in reality? I reckon that Pistol Abbey will burrow through with those little legs and do her very best to hold the lead. Nostra Beach will stay out of it, in my opinion. Second up from a long break. Frankincense goes forward, and Macy Jade makes a big play early. Now, depending on how close Macy Jade gets to crossing is whether Frankincense is forced to take over at some point. I reckon Frankincense will probably take over. Pistol Abbey's behind the leader, and under those circumstances... The dollar fifty is still okay because Pistol Abbey won't lose the race if she's behind the leader. I just think the dollar fifty, when there's a scenario where things might happen that you don't expect, I'm not sure I'd want to be diving into a dollar fifty. But if the scenario that I've envisaged plays out, then Pistol Abbey should be behind the leader and will be winning the race. The next best horse in the race is Major Occasion, and even if she's forced to breeze, I think she's a clear second pick. Frankincense, if she's in front, is a clear third pick for me, and then it gets muddier after that. Western Debt can add value to Exotics from behind the leader or three poles at worst. Um, Shining Oro is a nice horse, but really, I think that um, Pistol, things will work out for her. I was initially worried with the pole marking draw, but I think enough things will work out for her that she'll win, and it sounds like we're in concurrence again, one nine three and six. Yeah, one three nine and six. Uh, I I agree. I think Frankincense will probably 
uh, be forced to work onto the lead at some stage. And under that scenario, she's not without just that tiny winning chance. She's she's a little bit underrated, and I think she'll run top two, and Pistol Abbey will also run top two. So slightly disagree there with major occasion. She can uh, she can certainly run well, but yeah, I think the value is in trifectas around uh, Pistol Abbey and, and Frankincense, Frankincense to dominate the race. First leg of the quaddy is the Rock and Roll Heaven Big Bread Super Series for four-year-old Entires and Geldings first semi-final. Um, we've got a pretty even race here, really. Three Summers has been well back during the week into $2.10 fixed odds, which looks short enough to my eye. Ten Majors also seen support $6 or bigger into $3.80. Jonian's pretty short after, you know, a fair heat runner. Probably it's fair to say $3.80 and big gap back to the rest. It's kind of interesting, isn't it? Because I, one thing I never like doing from an SP profile perspective is seeing a horse win at 8 or $9 and then the next start, because of the impressive nature of that win, they turn up at something like $2.10. So I don't... I was actually looking at the race thinking I want to take on three summers, but ultimately I just think he's going to lob the perfect position here one way or t'other. Um, Bully's delight's got good gait speed, but has shown throughout the course of his career that at the higher level he's willing to hand up to an appropriate rival. The two that will be charging out to try and take the letter Joni in and three summers. I just think with the advantage of drawing one horse inside three summers, that Joni in might be able to get there first, even though three summers is quicker. Uh, and Tam Major, it's, it's always lovely in a race where you've got a horse off the second row that you know is going to whip around and occupy the breeze at some point because then you can base your map around that scenario. Tam Major is going to go around and park outside whoever's in front, maybe even have a little dip for the front, maybe secure it, who knows. Um, the thing about Tam Major as opposed to Joni Inn and Three Summers is Joni Inn and Three Summers are limited to some degree in what they like to do in races. Tam Major can is much more versatile and can do the work. However, if he does need to park and Three Summers is sitting on his back and Joni Inn's in front, we've seen with Three Summers the capacity to run down Rack'em Up Tiger Pie. Rack'em Up Tiger Pie is a better horse than Tam Major. Ergo three summers should be winning the race. And if he actually leads early on and takes a trail on on a horse like Tam Major, well, he's he's an even more certain winner. So I've got him on top. I'll be throwing, playing three wide in the quarter, including the other two big guns. Tam Major's just a very, very good horse. And if he gets a couple of favours, he can win. But it's so hard um, to claim races like this from outside the leader. And Joni M will need to improve significantly on what was, you said, fair. I thought a very disappointing heat yep. run. Did do some early work. But you know at his best, he's good enough to win. I thought Bully's Delight is the one that might be at a little bit of value I like the heat run, pole mark and draw suits, but way on by goes in somewhere. B major, Thread, Bracken Reed, Alpha Charlie. I wouldn't be playing too pretty at the back end of Exotics, but ultimately I've gone with the favourite, even though I didn't really want to, 4, 11, 3 and 1. Yeah, I went 11, 4, 9 and 13, so a little bit different, but um, he's getting into a probably short enough price, price to major. You'd want to back him earlier in the week, not now necessarily at $3.80. Race 6 on the card is the better than Cheddar. Vic Bread Super Series, three-year-old Colts and Geldings for the first semi-final, and uh, we've got a short price favourite here with the scratching of Centenario. Hurricane Harley turns up a dollar thirty-three tab fixed odds over Catch a Moment. He looks massive unders to me, three dollars seventy. Brevity's the next one at twelve dollars. It's it become a most intriguing race, and we're, the, the thing is, we're going to learn a little bit again about Hurricane Harley. Um, if you wind the clock back six months, he'd be a dollar ten here, and I'd just be declaring him to totally brain these. The thing about Hurricane Harley, and I love him and have loved him from the word go, is that he's not a bully. If the tempo's not there, it's going to be hard for him to go whip around and sit parked outside. Who, well, who's, the who greatest ground? He, he made two or three moves and monstered them. Yeah, I just think it's one of those situations now where it, that's. That's harder for him to do, and when, yeah. he ha- when he has done work in good races now, he's not tackling what you would consider the elite, elite opposition here, and he should beat them, and he should beat them comfortably, and if he's going to win the series, he's going to need to 
beat them and beat them comfortably. I've got him on top, but I thought there were three potential dangers. Firestorm Red uh, comes out of the weakest qualifier for this series, but I'll tell you what, I really did like the run. He was 30 metres off the lead. He charged up, got within about eight metres or so, and then just sort of held his ground in the last 30 or 40 metres. But it was just a magnificent run, I thought. He can roll forward and be somewhere up on the premises. If he's close enough, he might be good enough. Uh, catch a moment. I'm with you that it's unders, but look, he's a pretty good horse, and he's proven he's, like, if you take a line through Perfect Major, he was able to comfortably handle him on a couple of occasions in South Australia. And if he gets the front here and, and decides to keep the lead, well... You know, it's, he's not going to be easy to run down, and Brevity is going to be the most interesting runner. Brevity might be the best mate to Hurricane Harley here because if he leads, he's going to run along, you would have thought, and if he sits parked, he's going to make life very hard for catch a moment. So um, it's an intriguing little race outside of them. Perfect Major obviously goes in somewhere, but I don't think he can win the race. I know you've always had an opinion of Major exclusive, but I'm not sure he's racing at the peak of his powers. So going with my little mate Hurricane Harley on top here, but I want to see him smash them nine, five, three, and seven. Yeah, I'm going to go seven, nine, four, and Six. So there's been a little bit of uh, uh, driver shuffle up here, and Chris Alford retakes the drive on brevity. So we're going with brevity to win. I think he can. I think he can monster them based on his heat win. But uh, Hurricane Harley just does too much wrong for me. I know he was good in the heat and he did things right, but he's got a long history of, of getting things wrong um, when it counts. So. The only little question mark I have with Hurricane Harley too, and he's very best. I mean, you, you did this um, this uh, really extensive review of the heat runs when they put the afterburners on Centenario and Demon Delight. Yeah, he actually got dropped. Yep, no speed, and that's even to me that's that's odd. Like for Hurricane Harley, he should be the one that's cruising up on their backs, and and as soon as they press a button, he just goes with them. So it was a really good run in the end because they've run fifty four three home, and he's made ground. He, but it was it still just, just didn't quite seem like the Hurricane Harley at his very best. Dollar thirty three. I mean, I reckon in fifty percent of his starts, he's made he's galloped, and he didn't gallop last time. So. I, I couldn't be taking a dollar thirty-three about him, and I'd be playing plenty of savers in the quarter. All right, let's take a break on Talking Trots. We'll be back with the second half of the Melton program. It's how we roll. RSN nine two seven is Talking Trots. We are, and we're doing a very extensive preview of the Vic Bread Super Series semi-finals tonight at Melton. We're in, up to race seven on the card. The better than Cheddar Vic Bread Super Series for three-year-old Colts and Geldings. This is the second semi-final. We've already spoken about the first. Demon Delight, $1.90. Tab fixed odds. I'm Sir Blake, $2.40. Malcolm's Rhythm, $5. That's interesting. He's um, he's very short, and he's the only other horse in single figures. How did you see it, Bon? Uh, very hard. The map's... The map's a nightmare for me here. Better and better's got early speed, but he's going to want to take a trail on something. I'm Sir Blake's got speed, but over-races badly if you're going to let him off the arm. He's going to over-race anyway. He always over-races, but he's going to over-race even worse if they fire him off the arm. Always fast has got some speed. Crime Rider's got some speed. So too is Demon Delight. It's not a blazing front line, though, and I'm just hoping that I'm Sir Blake can do enough off natural pace to be able to find the front. And if he does get there, Demon Delight, I think, will be obliged to race outside of him. In fact, I'm very confident in that scenario. Demon Delight would be obliged to race outside of him. And with those tiny little question marks over Hurricane Harley at the moment, they're my one and two ranked horses in this series as a whole. And I reckon with the barrier draw advantage, if a couple of things work out, this is a great opportunity for I'm Sir Blake to win. And we will find out whether he's a genuine contender in this series or this fi- the final of the series next week based on what he does tonight. So I've gone three ahead of seven. Malcolm's rhythm, I marked at 8.50. So $5 does seem short. Oregon third up from a break. He might be ready to go. And if those two horses have a real good dip at each other, he will he will get very close. But there's probably been just that little question mark last start over his 
desire to win because he just sort of sort of got very close and and looked like he was going to have the race shot to pieces, but didn't quite do it. Does go in for third though, and in for fourth, always fast. Who might be a tiny little knockout, hope. He's going to get into a perfect spot here, uh, one by one. And once again, if the top two carve each other up, or uh, I'm Sir Blake sets up a situation for the swoopers by just over racing at the top end, um, he's a little knockout, hope. Other ones worth including here, well, particularly number six, Crime Rider, but the draw has been very, very unkind. I'm going three, seven, nine, and four. I think you've got a bigger question mark than me over on Sir Blake. Yeah, not. No, look, I, I just don't know. I, I love what he's doing. And- and I just don't know exactly where he sits right now. So very keen to see exactly how it plays out. I went 7, 3, 9 and 8. I thought the best fluke's chance, if they went silly up front, was out to play. He was very good in his heat running on, and he might just be an improving type. But uh, I think only two horses can win, and that's all you need in the quaddie race. Eight, the last leg of the quaddie is the Rock and Roll Heaven Vic Bread Super Series. For the four-year-old Entires and Geldings, this is the second semi-final, and it's been a good betting move for, move for major times here. They opened equal favourite. He's into a dollar sixty. Rack him up, Tiger Pies, two dollars forty. Write your own ticket. The rest. This is the race I'm looking forward to most on the night. I'll be honest. Uh, it looks like a match race on paper between Major Times and Rack him up, Tiger Pie, and they've both got some charisma. Major Times is a big, strong horse, and when he gets to the top end and they leave him alone, can rip out a really fast final half. Rack him up, Tiger Pie. He's a Ballarat Cup place getter, runner up, who um, who's just got. He's, he's a bottomless pit, really. I know he got beaten in his heat, but he's just such an outstanding stayer. And there's a little fly in the ointment here. I don't know whether you found it when you went through your speed maps or whether I'm barking up the wrong tree. I know that Major Times is quick out, but Ideal Some Magic can be blistering. I reckon there's a chance <clears throat> that Ideal Some Magic is going to blast across this field. Out wide on his own as well. Yep. Doing his own thing. It just depends how many inside him want to go at the same time. But I reckon a couple of might say, yeah, Major Times will let you go. Greg Sugars just goes whooshka. Gets across, hands up to major times. And then I reckon we've got three winning chances in the race. I'm going to go with Rack'em Up Tiger Pie for a couple of reasons. One is if Ideal Some Magic does run early and then major times has to progress forward and find the front, we might get a faster lead time than many people expect here. So you've taken a little bit of petrol out of major times. And the other thing is, whoever's in the breeze, when Rack'em Up Tiger Pie, when Mick Stanley chooses to go, the breeze will be there. Like, if he has to work really hard and you thought to yourself, he's going to spend his own petrol tickets getting up to the, the, the position outside the leader, I'd be more querying. But he's going to get there so quickly that the race is going to turn into a 1,500-metre, a 1,600-metre, you know, race of class, really. Who's going to be the classy runner? And the established star here is Rackham Up Tiger Pie. So I'm going with 11 on top of three, going to defy the betting move. I do give Ideal some magic and knock out hope. And the other one who's a small chance of winning as well is Courageous Saint. Because he's going to get into a beautiful spot. I reckon he'll be 1-1 behind Rackham Up Tiger Pie. And he's been proven at metropolitan level. So it's such an intriguing race. It looks a match race on paper. And if I take that, that element you know, in isolation, I'm going with Rackham Up Tiger Pie to beat Major Times. But I'm also willing to have a little each-way dip on both Ideal Some Magic and Courageous Saint, 11, 3, 7 and 4. Yep, pretty much agree with everything you've said. I had Courageous Saint in for third over Ideal Some Magic, but... Certainly both there, and probably a bit harsh to leave Lifton Talk out of everything for first fours, but can't win. Race nine on the card is the Always Be Mickey. Thick Bread Super Series, two-year-old Colts and Gelding, second semi-final, and in this one, uh, Pandering's very, very short. A dollar twenty-eight over-adapt at $5, who's 13 into five, and a good gap back to the rest. Oh, we're going to learn a lot about adapt uh, here. So... Pandering has improved as the season's progressed. But if you go back four and five starts to go through the Homegrown Classic Series, when he was up against Miragon... He was clearly outclassed. Now, he's a slightly better horse, no doubt about it. He's very professional. He'll find the front here. LT, I reckon, will cross everything for a start, and then Pandering will take the lead. 
and from there, uh, adapt won't be caught back in the field the way he was when Green is grass and he's head of the series. He'll roll forward and occupy the breeze, I reckon. And if Adapt is in the same world, the same class, league, grade as a horse like Miragon, he'll beat Pandering. So I've got Adapt on top. Just just what has emanated out of the stable and that 153-7 win over the mile on debut, I'm happy to say, look, Pandering, very good horse, but Adapt, if he's as good as we think he is, he should beat Pandering, regardless of the role that he has to play. Pandering, the heavily back favourite, goes into second. So taking on the twenty-eight shot, outside of them, nothing else can win for mine. Though Star Hunt has been really good in its last two starts. It only got out late and it sprinted very quickly in its head of this series. Don't think it can win, but it'll qualify for the final. Must go in exotics. And the only other ones you really need, I reckon, are well, your Jelly Hammer and without the tar, probably the other ones. I'd definitely be including in exotics. But I'm going with a little bit of value here, 7 to 11 four. Yeah, I like that. I take it all on board. I went 2, 10, 7 and 11. I just think that might be a breeder's crown horse but he could improve sharply as well and Asia Beach definitely the best ruffie for me. Race 10 on the card. The ultimate machete Vic Bread Super Series for the four-year-old mares. This is the second semi-final and again a very short price favourite here. Soho Burning Love $1.22. Nostra Villa $7. Ideal Velocity 10. I'll tell you what, if you're getting a $1.28 about pandering and a $1.22 about Soho Burning Love, I know where my money will be going. Soho yeah. Burning Love is utterly unbeatable. Yeah. It's going to roll to the... It'll just balance up, roll to the top, and from there it'll be... Even the old Nostravilla would have had trouble getting past her right From outside now. her. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she just absolutely, certainly wins the race. Ideal Velocity should be able to hold up from the pole marking draw, and if if she's trailing, so her burning love, she should be running second. Nostravilla will be improved by one run back from a break, but I still don't think she'll be at anywhere near her peak. And with that horror draw, I don't think she could possibly win the race. I've thrown her in for third, though, on a class uh, on a class perspective. And there's a few here that I'm throwing into exotics. Bronski Bell had no luck whatsoever and clearly has good New South Wales form. Uh, all major was just T-raveling and had nowhere to go. Yep. Gate 2, I've always had an opinion of that. Also, I'm willing to throw it into exotics. And Caitlin Clark also caught the eye. So I'll be playing white at the back end of your exotics. But $1.22 is money for... Uh, for Strawberry Jam, 6 one, seven, and 12. Yeah, I went 6 one, 12 and 7. I thought Bronski Bell could run top three and, and risk Nostra Villa to some degree. Don't mind um, that. Race 11 on the card is the Vincent Vic Bread Super Series, three-year-old Phillies, first semi-final. Two times better, $1.60 here over Vina May at $3, Mona Mia 9. I'm half shocked the two times better isn't a dollar. 30 here. I mean, I've marked her at dollar sixty for the paper, but I, you know, I, I just think she's immoral as well. The little question mark is, does Mona Mia have some gate speed that we haven't seen yet, and will this be the opportunity to use it? Because she'll have to if she wants to win the race. Divine Diva has got good gate speed from the pole. I reckon two times better will just progress forward, find the front, and if she gets there, the last two starts have been much more like the two-year-old who was nearly as good as Kualoa last season. Now, if she if she's there and she's at that level, the dollar sixty looks outstanding value. She'd be my best bet on the program. Uh, Vina May goes into second, but you'd need improvement, wouldn't you? Yeah. Her run in the Oaks was huge, but she'd needs to go better than she went in the heat. Um, Enchanted Stride's got that great turn of speed, but she seemed to have every opportunity to beat two times better and couldn't last start, and is going to be further behind her here. So hard to see how she wins, but she definitely qualifies for the final. Mona Mia, you spoke to Zach Phillips. He sounded very confident, and there seems to be a little bit of a boom around her, but I reckon she'd need to find the front to win the race. Um, I can't see anything in her form lines to suggest she'll be beating two times better. And outside of them, Lara J. McRae and Sounds Like Art, who went sensationally well after um, copping two pieces of interference in her heat of this series, also go in the mix for exotics. But 
I reckon two times better as uh, a Stone Cold stinking four, five, nine, and two. Yeah, I've been sucked in a little bit uh, after speaking to Zach Phillips. I went two, four, thirteen, and five. Mona Me is an okay each way chance, but I think sounds like out of place bet isn't the worst option in the race twelve. Uh, race twelve on the card is the Vincent Vic Bread Super Series, three year old filly second semi final. We're running very short of time, but luckily we don't need long to talk about cool or at a dollar oh four. There's never been a better thing on a racetrack of well, any code anywhere Tough run in the ever. heat. I wouldn't worry about that. Yeah, she okay. just went. Akula will, will be winning this, and Dollar Four tells you the story. Uh, clearly, the second and third best horses in the race are better. Robin and Single Tree Road, but then a speed map perspective kicks in. Where Izzy Jolie, Headline Act, Galactic Gal, they could all be thrown into your excitement because they're going to get better runs probably than Better Robin and Single Tree Road, but. Kualoa wins, and I reckon I reckon Better Robin probably runs second. Five, nine, twelve, and two. I went five, seven, eight, and nine. Two pieces of advice: one, throw Shazmak India multiples. Crosses. And, sorry. Crosses. Maybe. Uh, uh, but I just think it'll run well. And two, if you're going to take the dollar oh four, do it on the tote because if they're scratchings or whatnot, you don't want to get deductions yeah. and minimum price on the tote a dollar oh four. What's your best bond? I'm, the dollar sixty. You know, I know you're not tipping her, but I'm going with two times better. I try to find something better than a dollar fifty. Uh, yep, no, fair call. I uh, I like a couple earlier in the program. I think uh, Pistol Abbey and Frankenstein run the exactor and, and Miragons are moral. And Firestorm Red's my best ruffie on the program. All right, enjoy the day and uh, we'll see you tonight.